Good morning. The service of morning prayer begins on page three of our prayer book. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. The Lord open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise to the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Because this is a saint's day, we'll be doing the Venite instead of Psalm 95. The Lord is glorious in his saints. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, to show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Psalm 18, 118 begins on page 489. Sorry, it begins on page 47. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now confess that he is gracious, and that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now confess that his mercy endureth forever. Yea, let them now fear the Lord confess that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in trouble, and the Lord heard me at large. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man doeth unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon mine enemy. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in princes. All nations compass me round about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They kept me in on every side. They kept me in, I say, on every side but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They came about me like bees, and are extinct even as the fire among the thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord was my help. The Lord is my strength and my song, and is become my salvation. The voice of joy and health is in the dwellings of the righteous, the right hand of the Lord bringeth mighty things to pass. The right hand of the Lord hath the preeminence. The right hand of the Lord bringeth mighty things to pass. I shall not die but live, 
and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened and corrected me, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open me the gates of, un of righteousness, that I may go unto them and give thanks unto the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter into it. I will thank thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The same stone which the builders refused is become the headstone in the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. He will rejoice and be glad in it. Help me now, O Lord. O Lord, send us now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have wished you good luck, we that are of the house of the Lord. Lord is the God, is the God, God is the Lord who has showed us light. Find the sacrifice with courage, yea, unto even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will thank thee. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the ninth verse of the 28th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Whom will he teach knowledge, and whom will he make to understand the message? Those just weaned from milk, those just drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue he will speak to his peep to this people. To whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was to them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and caught. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who rule this people who are in Jerusalem, because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. <clears throat> Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the second, uh, the 11th verse of the second chapter of the, the epistle to the Ephesians. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called 
uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Here ends the second lesson. The Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, he gives knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
O Almighty God, who has built thy church upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the head cornerstone, grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their doctrine, that we may be made a holy temple acceptable unto thee, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, knowledge whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So today um, we are celebrating St. Simon and St. Jude, a feast first observed in the Western Church in about the ninth century. This morning is also the second of three offices celebrating St. Simon and St. Jude. As with other saints, there are also readings for a Mass observing this day. The two apostles are often mentioned together in the New Testament. Last night in our evening prayer reading from Acts 1, after watching the ascensions, the 11 remaining apostles return to the upper room, and verse 13 lists these 11 men. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where there were where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. While we know this feast is for these two apostles, there are multiple men named Simon and Jude in the New Testament. Of course, we all know about Simon Peter, the brother of St. Andrew. What about the other Simon? As with Acts, Luke in his gospel identifies the other Simon as Simon the Zealot, but Matthew and Mark call the other Simon, Apostle Simon, Simon the Canaanite. Over the past centuries, there have been arguments over this identification. What about Jude? Jude is a shortened form of Judas, and often is used in English to avoid confusion with the infamous Judas Iscariot. In his Gospel and in Acts, Luke refers to Judas, son of James. While in our New Testament reading tonight, John 14 calls him Judas, not Iscariot. Matthew says his surname is Thaddeus, while Mark just calls him Thaddeus. Matthew and Mark's gospel also list another pair of Simon and Jude, among the four brothers or kinsmen of Jesus. Without regard to what kind of kinsmen they, are, they were, various factors make us comfortable in saying that none of Jesus' brothers were apostles, and so these are a different Simon and Jude. However, this does bear on the question of which Jude wrote Jude's Apostle, again a topic for another time. We don't know a lot about these specific Apostles, so as Father Hayden said last night, this feast, the last feast for a specific saint in our liturgical year, is used to celebrate the Church. Our colleague calls attention to this. One of the reasons that the church exists is so that we can gather together in corporate worship to glorify God. The psalm this morning, like the psalm last night, are two of those 24 psalms of the 
book of Psalms in the New King James that are subtitled, have a subtitle indicating they were written to praise God. Last night, Psalm 66 was subtitled, Praise to God for His Awesome Works. This morning, the subtitle of Psalm 118 is Praise to God for His Everlasting Mercy, which sets the tone for this morning's readings. In this psalm, the psalmist is constantly reminding us to be praising God no matter what the trial, trials and adversity we may face. The apostles, the initial leaders of the undivided church Catholic, faced their own adversity. From holy tradition, we know that 11 of the 12 apostles were martyred for their faith, as have many Christians been throughout the centuries. But we are called to trust in God's eternal goodness and mercy. This psalm has so many memorable lines, including the one we say every Sunday in a paraphrase, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Just so we don't miss the point of this psalm, memorable or at least unique verses are verses 8 and 9, which sum up the whole psalm. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in princes. Meanwhile, in our Old Testament reading, the first seven verses are a passage, are from the second half of a passage that opens Isaiah 28. In that passage, the prophet is passing judgment on the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of Israel, that will eventually be captured and dispersed by the Syrians. As we know from our morning pressing, morning prayer readings from old, the Old Testament during Trinity seasons, the rulers and peoples of the tribes of Israel have largely ignored these warnings. The skepticism and disobedience are worse in the north, but the southern kingdom is only slightly better. Therefore, in verses 14 and 15, Isaiah also pronounces judgment on the kingdom of Judah with its ruler, temple, and spiritual leaders in Jerusalem. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who ruled his people who are in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. The final voice, verse of the Old Testament, adds a note of hope, the promise of God and his mercy to his people. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. As Father Hayden said last night, this is not a restoration of the earthly Jerusalem that the apostles and others so fervently hoped for in first century Judea. No, this is the heavenly new Jerusalem, which is revealed to us in the book of Revelation, that will be realized in Jesus' second coming. Of course, that new Jerusalem and the hope of the church and the new people of God lie in the salvation wrought by Jesus Christ. Paul's letter reminds the Ephesians of this truth and the implications of it. For example, in verse 13, he says, Now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought, bought, brought near by the blood of Christ. In the remainder of the reading, he tells them that this purchase has reconciled them to God, ending the separation created by the fall, and this salvation is promised to those who are far off and those who are near. It concludes by saying that through him we have both access, that we ha both have access by one spirit to the Father, 
which is the central promise and purpose of the faith and the church. I think the final verse of today's psalm sums up today's readings and how we should take it into our day and our life. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we command to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Being Saturday morning, we wish you a great weekend. And, of course, we thank Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Thanks, Joel. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, everyone.